Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. New Year's same song, and I'm here for it. Damn these! blues, it happens every night. Every old night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. Nope. No. Nope. Summer heat never treats me kind. It leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. Sing. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care. No. Don't even care, not even kind of. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Right to the hook, right here. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep the low budget live, the not so live variety, and we are back ladies and gentlemen low lifers of all ages we're back in the bar and grill for the first show of 2024 this is the podcast for tuesday january the 2nd the year is 2024 now get used to it get used to it it is here um wow wow new year new you knew me. That's what they say. That's what they say. And if there's ever been a year that I can say that, it is this one. It is this one. And we're going to get into that today on this uh, on this on this here episode. Hope all of you low lifers doing well out there. If you're just tuning in for the first time and you want to know what why in the world why does this fella keep saying low lifers? Well, that's what the listeners of this program refer to themselves as, and they're a loyal bunch. They're a rowdy bunch at times, and. Uh, you are now one. If you, you're peeking through the blinds, if you're just trying to see what's going on, you're now part of the low life. So I'm sorry that we brought you down to our level, but it's a pretty fun level to be at. Uh, hope everybody had a great Christmas. It's it's finally winding down. I'm recording this on New Year's Day. I thought this was appropriate for kind of today's, uh, today's message, brother. Uh, this is a podcast that I, I've been looking forward to doing for a while. And, uh, it's, it's something that, uh, I don't know that it'll be easy to get all the way through, but, uh, but I hope y'all will hang in here with me and, uh, and you'll take something from it, but this is how I wanted to start the year. And, uh, and so we're going to do that. I want to thank each and every one of y'all that tuned into the last couple of the the lives we did at the end of the year. Some of y'all have messaged me. I sent out some of the, uh, we did, we did giveaways on the last show there when Justin Atkins was in studio. I sent some of those out. Some of the prizes have gone. I have not sent out. If you won an LOB jig prize pack, I've not shipped those yet. Um, there was a little mishap 
there was some prize pack material that was shipped to my house, and I think somebody walked off the porch with it. It was delivered, and it's not here anywhere. So uh, not sure on that, but uh, waiting. Th- the kind folks at Baitworks, we're getting some more. And, uh, and if not, I'll send you some of my personal stash. But I want you to have the package versions, it that got all the cool, the, the LBL logo and whatnot. So, uh, anyways, if you if you won one of those prize packs, they have not shipped yet. Everything else went out uh, a couple days ago, I guess, right right before New Year's. The last day the post office was open, I, I got some of that stuff out. But I appreciate everybody, and I appreciate y'all. I don't I, I do this weekend week out. Y'all know that, and uh, I hate the word grind. It can get like that sometimes, but I, I enjoy it so much. Rarely a conversation I have on the show that I don't enjoy. But it was nice to take. I, I got a solid. It's like two weeks off, man. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. And and uh, as as my last email from my former employer said, I got a token of appreciation vacation. That's <laughs> how my career ended. Um, so yeah, that was that was great. I got to enjoy some time with the kids. I got to work on some things that are very important to me coming up. And uh, probably I would say in the ten years, Triple Threat and I have been doing Christmas together. It was uh, it was our best Christmas, just as far as I don't know, man. Everybody just in the same room, full of love. I think we're all very much focused on each other right now, and uh, for lots of reasons. And and I think that's good, man. But it was a, it was an excellent Christmas. I got to spend some time with my dad, my brother, um, lots of time in the deer woods. Just just doing what we do what us bearded rednecks in tennessee do but uh, hope hope the same for all of you i know the holidays are not easy for everybody and i hope y'all were able to get through it and uh and enjoy it somewhat so uh so thank y'all for that break much much needed but we're back baby we are back uh and if you were wondering something that we've talked about on the show and i actually was going to get her to do the show today but this one's kind of she's like you're flying solo but the triple threat if you're wondering i'm still terrible at christmas Okay, I'm going to tell this story before we get going. Uh, <laughs> listen, man, I she said on the show, be thoughtful, you know, be thoughtful. And and I was. My wife's a fantastic artist. My my wife is uh is very good at painting. I, I mentioned it on low budget live. She that with the live we did, she's been making hand painted Christmas cards and greeting cards and they're selling like hotcakes at some some shops here in town and she stays pretty busy doing it and, and she enjoys it, but it's, it, I've begged her for years. It's her creative outlet. It's very cool. She supports everything I do. It's very cool to see her utilizing this gift that she has and people and sharing it with people. Right? Like I love that. And, uh, I thought how cool would it be to get her some like really nice paints and whatnot. I don't know anything about that, but I got her some canvases. I was like, man, she can paint pictures because I want her to paint me something for the bar and grill. And I uh, begged her forever. And I go all out, right? And I got her a sketchbook because I thought, how cool would it be? Because a lot of these she just comes up with on the fly. She doesn't practice. It's very cool, her her process that she uses. But I'm like, what if you had a sketchbook and you could show people, hey, this is what I, I have done in the past. This is what I can do, blah, 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 blah. Of course, I guess if you do a card and take a picture, it's very similar. She kind of rolled her eyes at me. But anyways, I got her a sketchbook. I wrote a very sentimental note in said sketchbook. And I got her other things as well. We got some new cookware, you know, the, the generic dad stuff that you buy for your husband, husband, wife stuff. Coffee pot broke the freaking coffee pot, taking it out to set it up for on Christmas morning, literally shattered it a million pieces on the floor. Merry Christmas. After her coffee pot was broken, that is, uh, she had one that was broken. And this was a replacement for that. She's obsessed with coffee. I broke that. So batting a thousand. Well, anyways, I get this very sentimental gift to me. And uh, and, and I'm thinking it will be for her. And the day before we open gifts, she goes, let me show you what Charlie got me. So sweet. Charlie's such a sweet boy. My stepson, Charlie. Sweet, sweet Charlie. It's not allowed back at my house after this. Charlie's almost 20 years old, very thoughtful, loves his mama. And uh, he got her, and he and I had not had a conversation, to be fair, the exact same thing that I went and purchased to be sentimental. Note the whole nine. She's tearing up, and I'm like, cool, cool, thank, cool. 
So my gift, my gift on Christmas, I still suck at Christmas. That's the point. And uh, she's like, well, the men in my life, you, you guys are the men in my life, and you, you thought of me, and that means the world. So there you go. <laughs> but I still suck at Christmas. She's undefeated. She did some very, uh, very sentimental things. She got me tickets to go see Shane Gillis next spring. Charlie and I, why I'm taking him, I don't know, but Charlie's going with me to see Shane Gillis. He's one of my favorite comedians. I think he's one of everybody's favorite comedians right now in the country, but I'm going to see him in April. Uh, but some very sentimental. She always is very good at it. Uh, and, and so we move on. We move on from Christmas, and I just hope to be better next year. <laughs> I hope you husbands did better than me. By the way, when I, I posted a video saying I was going shopping last minute, and I, and I was, and I, and I did do that a couple days before. The messages I got, I posted on my Instagram story, the messages I got from some of you being like, well, I just make my wife something. Buddy, that ain't going to fly here. I'm not that talented, first of all. Guys, like, dude, just give her a homemade card. I'm like, and sleep literally with goose outside and the dog kept no i'm not gonna do that i like sleeping in the house but so many of y'all are bad at christmas too anyways christmas ran over <laughs> happy new year merry belated christmas let me thank some folks that uh that matter that matter to this show and uh they have returned once again and i am i am grateful for that so Let's let's get into that, and then we're going to get into put on your helmet, put on your helmet, because this podcast is going to have a this show is going to have a theme. I got notes. Anytime you see me with notes scattered around the desk, you know, put on your hard hat. I feel like, but uh, over the years, but let's thank the sponsors of the show because, like I said, it's not easy to always back me. Uh, being someone that's transparent, being someone that that just you know shares their opinion, it's pretty uncommon in the world, in my opinion. And uh, that's not PC all the time. And these folks do have my back, and I'm grateful for that um, as much as anything headed into 2024. But Pro Guy Batteries, ProGuyBatteries.com, back on board with Luke Duckett's Low Buzz Live and the Traveled Circus. The only lithiums you should be running, in my opinion. And I say that for, for the, the fact that there are so many, man, I see lithium battery companies popping up left and right all the time. And, you know, you can import them, you can bring them in, you can do the whole nine, like you and I, low lifers, we could probably get together and bring in some batteries. <clears throat> but these folks have been in the battery business for years and years and years and years. And I think that's so important for so many reasons, obviously, but they understand battery technology. They understand the needs and wants of anglers, of boat builders. They are, you know, their factory equipment at so many OEM boat manufacturers, bass boat guys around the country. But they've not, they've been in business for so, so long. But this lithium line is new in the last couple of years. You can check them out for yourself at proguybatteries.com. Use code LBL10 to let them know you're a low lifer. They've got the new starting batteries that are lithium. I love the trolling batteries, I mean, I it's hard. I haven't ran them down. They charge back fast, though, at the end of the day. Go check them out, ProGuideBatteries.com. Bait-Works.com, Bait-WRX.com, Duncan-10 at BaitWorks.com. Saves you money. Let's them know you are a low-lifer, but they are a fantastic online tackle retailer. They also have a great brick-and-mortar store. If you're in Springfield, Missouri, Go in there and see them boys. See old Drew and the boys. Tell them I sent you. Fantastic tackle store, by the way, that I do not, I try to stay away from, honestly, when I go up there because I spend too much money. But baitworks.com, if they ain't got it, you don't need it. And I promise you, if you hit the order button, I say this all the time and I very much mean it, it's going to show up. They're also where you can find exclusively online the LOB jig with LBL on the package, the Power Finesse jig. We got some sun special working for the classic. They're going to have a big booth at the Bassmaster Classic, so be sure to come see us. Mark it on your calendar. Lots going on in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Baitworks.com. And last but not least, last but definitely not least, hang the imaginary banner, Express Boats, Hot Springs, Arkansas. The X21 Pro LE is what I'm going to be running this year. It's finished. The new battleship is ready in Arkansas. It was ready the week of Christmas. I just couldn't get out there to pick it up, but hopefully here in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to get that bad boy, get her all tucked in here 
at the headquarters and, uh, and, and let the rigging begin so I can get back on the water, man. I'm itching to go, uh, at least do some crap fishing right now. Uh, sea deck bow to stern, a 250 Yamaha show blistering whole shot. It's a beast. It is a beast. 96 inch beam on the X21 pro more tackle storage. You can shake a stick at, you can check them out at expressboats.com. You can also, there's a dealer locator, but don't just take my word for it. Go check one out in person. I promise you, you will love it. Express Boats, building excitement since 1966. All right, we got all that out of the way. This will be one of those where people are like, who's just talking about talking forever before he talked about anything? Well, yeah, but I'm the host of the show, so I get to. All right, so I do have notes. I'll be shuffling around maybe. I don't want to leave anything out on this one um but the this will all tie together all right so bear with me this will be a little lengthy first podcast of the year 2024 new year new me uh but but the the overall theme of this will be controlling a narrative remember that remember that and what i mean by that is somebody that tries to skew what's actually the truth or they try to uh control folks under them you know they perceive to be under them or you know, change public perception because it's not heading in a direction that they need it to be for one reason or another, but controlling the narrative. There are people that have to control narratives in life and, and whether they have titles, whether they have, you know, and, th- and this will all tie together. This will all tie together. Um, so I made a lot of videos over the years, obviously, uh, you know, record a lot of podcasts. This is episode 200 and whatever, over 50, I think, two. 50 something. And in the last few years, I've made a couple regarding TH Marine. And uh, back in 2019, I made a, an emotional, heartfelt one that I had been selected as the national sales manager, 2019. And in 2019, this was a year where the company had sold. Now, it was told, controlling the narrative, it was told to the employees via a video. Um, that these were investors, but the company was sold. The majority of the company was sold, right? Control was given away of the company, but narrative, right? Control the narrative. But it was told, uh, and and I felt lied to at the time. And then uh, I had a heartfelt conversation with a couple fellows there, and and they offered me this job, and it's going to be the heavens are going to open up with money, and things are going to be crazy, and we need you to be our national sales manager with you, with intentions of you being our vice president of sales down the road. And and I was at a point where this is when MLF was buying FLW. I had the FLW tour going on. That was happening, lots of things, and I stepped away from competing, and this is, you know, the podcast was picking up this pace and lots of things were going on, but I decided to step back for going into 2020. And I accepted a position as this national sales manager. Well, promised to raise, it never happened. Um, lots of things, but I sat in one meeting with the investors, the new owners and my bosses and things. And it just, uh, it, it was just not for me, right? It was not for me. And uh, I could tell very quick that you got to control the narrative. You couldn't just like be transparent with what was actually going on in the company at the time. And so told my boss after that meeting that I was out. I didn't want to do that anymore. Just wanted my normal territory. And, uh, and that was that, uh, the narrative that was painted was that I had lost my mom and that, you know, money wasn't everything to me and that blah, 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 blah. That wasn't the truth. That wasn't the truth. Um, the CEO, had zero conversations with me about why I wouldn't want to do this. He just, they just moved on. Right. They just moved on and, and they hired a guy eventually at the end of 2020 that ended up being a nightmare for the company. But, but this all kind of started in 2019. So I say that to set this up. Um, I said this on a live, but after 18, almost 19 years, I have left TH Marine. I have been there. I started at, at 22 years old. Okay. 2005. This would have, you know, going going into my 19th year there. Um, so it wasn't a decision that I made lightly, but it was one that, uh, you know, I, I have thought about a lot. You know, um, you keep trying to find the good in things. You try to find the good in people that you think you can trust or you should trust, that kind of thing, and you just you get burned repeatedly. And so 
it, it kind of led me to this this decision, you know. Um, so I, I'm no longer with TH Marine or the company that's the former shell of what TH Marine once was. Um, you know, a lot of people are shocked at that statement, but people that I have worked with for many years, my dear friends, a lot of customers that are also dear friends, they get it. They've lived it. They've lived the changes. They've they've seen um, the roller coaster. They've been buckled in next to me on the roller coaster that has been this since since 2019, since it was uh, since the investors came in in 2019, and and so things started changing, right? And uh, and I stuck it out, I stuck it out for one reason or another. And and like I said, there's a theme to this this whole show, but controlling the narrative is one, and and controlling your own narrative. Um, you know, new years, new beginnings, resolutions, all that stuff. I do feel like this is the reason I share this. I share everything. This is a, uh, this, this show is therapeutic for me, but it's a platform. And I feel like if you're sitting somewhere right now and you don't like your position in life, I I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this for lots of different reasons. Um, but, but back to, back to, you know, 2019 was really kind of, starting to get off the rails and all of a sudden you've got executive teams being made. And this is a family business. This is a family business where you could walk in the guy's office and, and talk to him when he was there. And, and that started being, uh, you know, less and less and less and less, but then there are executive teams and everybody's all of a sudden got fancy titles, same folks I'd worked with forever along with a couple new ones, but same folks that I'd worked with forever. And, and everybody's just all of a sudden fancier, right? Because we've got new owners. And, uh, and then immediately there's a culture shift. There's a culture shift. And, that, and that's going to happen. The only constant in life is change. The only constant in life is change. Um, but during this, this time frame, you've got this culture shift that I, I refer to um, was a gigantic shift away from what made TH Marine the place you wanted to work. It, it made it shift away from a place you wanted to buy from. You wanted to do business with because customers were always, always the deal, right? And all of a sudden, it was just this shift away from you. You got to worry more about I, I just a lot of different things other than just taking care of the customer. And uh, you know, the the team that was very tight knit that made everything what it was that built it to get the zeros on the paycheck that they got for selling it started kind of being ignored and pushed to the side as they brought in people with titles. And they're very much, you know, smarter than everybody that built the business from when I started it around a a $10 million business to well excess of that by the time it sold the first time. Right. Um, all in an attempt to, to become more corporate and something that it, it never was meant to be, you know, when Bill Huntley and his partners originally started this business, I mean, dude, they were, they were, Bill especially was a fisherman. They they worked closely with the boat manufacturers and and individuals to build parts that made your day on the water better. They took care of the customers. It was all about you better not order. It's like I say about bait works. You better not order it if you don't want it. It's very much that mindset. And it all of a sudden just shifted to something that was just very ugly and not that, right? And 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 with these people, these new people coming in, you lost some really good people that had been a foundation of your business for one reason or another. And and the leadership group that that allowed this to happen turned their back and stopped paying attention that that things are being set on fire and that the very reason that this place exists is is being burned to the ground and they're not paying attention right um so you know for me i i I wear my heart on the sleeve y'all know that and during these these years I reached out multiple times to the people that I, I thought cared about me and, and I thought that I could trust that ran the company about how bad it was, man. And, and not from a standpoint of it wasn't going to be beneficial to me. I was making a great living and I could sit there and draw a check all day long, but I was seeing people be affected, whether it was customers or employees, right? So I, I, I reached out multiple times, fell on deaf ears, fell on deaf ears. And, uh, and so really... And, and I started having so many things going on outside of TH Marine with, with LBL. I started gaining confidence, um, you know, and started working for MPFL. And I started seeing a door swing open. Like, okay, things are things are ending. Like, there was a time in my life I thought I would <clears> – <throat> I thought that I would retire from TH Marine for sure. It's crazy to think about when you're 22 years old, 
when you start somewhere, but it was so good. It was so good for so many years that I did think that I would just, that's where I would be. It was in an industry I loved. That's where I would be. Right. Um, but, but that's, that's obviously not the case. And, and it just is what it is. It is what it is. But I wanted to tell my story a little bit today. Um, just kind of how things shake out and controlling your narrative, controlling your own narrative while people try to control the overall story that gets told. But I want to tell this. So, I have been in the last year, I made a video, um, fast forward the, the, one of the, the demons that they brought in, they ended up kind of moving him to the side. Um, even though he had a lot of good ideas, but they replaced him with me. Then he had a vendetta against me, vendetta against the whole company. And, uh, and this guy did a lot of damage, did a lot of damage. And, and as he was doing damage, the people that should care that he was doing damage didn't, they would just act like it wasn't happening for the most part. He finally gets fired. But, uh, but I, I accepted this position of vice president of sales last year and I made a heartfelt video because I sat at a conference room table with, with two of my bosses there and, and now oh, it's tears and it's, you're going to make TH great again. And I'm thinking, man, I've got an opportunity to take care of the people I care about that are the employees that I very much care about and the customers I very much care about. And I can make a difference in the year 2023, 20, I can make a difference. And and man, you can have a as big of a stick as you want. Dude, listen. Figured out about three or four months in, three or four months in, that wasn't the case. It just wasn't the case. Uh, and when you would turn around and need somebody's help, they're jet setting from country to country to country and, you know, being corporate uh, executive, living that life, right? And I, and I was a part of the executive team and I'm just listening to the narrative all the time. And, and, and truly, and I'm coming home very stressed out. And it, it, it impacted my home life. It impacted my relationship with, with Marissa It impacted my relationship with friends. I was, I was blocking people out of my life that were trying to just reach out to me because I was so damn stressed from being on the phone all day long and, and the corporate ladder climbers that are around. There's, there's lots of those within this organization now. And, and they're always just jockeying for position. Dude, that's just not me. I just don't need it. Right. I have so many things that make me so deeply happy in life. Like, I don't need that. I don't need that. And so I made the decision November 1st. There was a meeting on October 31st that was very stupid. That was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. And there was a lot going on. Um, things are not well, it would appear. And and so within the company, and it's it's been that way. It's been a hell of a year for everybody involved. And I was on a I was on a phone call where someone said, "Well, you need to row faster. You guys need to row harder." And the and the good people at TH Marine, their arms were about to fall off. They've been rowing so damn hard, man. And so I decided on November first to uh, to resign. I gave him a sixty day notice. It was met with uh, some shock and awe, and and then an attempt to try to get me to stay through the first quarter of the year that was made with an offer. Um, then the offer was kind of really blurry, <laughs> uh, on what that offer would be to get me to stay, but I was ready to leave, ready to leave January 1st anyways. And, uh, but I, but I thought 60 days was a, was a great, you know, thing that I could do just to try to help get things in line. And I've been there, like I said, 18 years when this resignation happened, I never got a phone call from, from who I was hired by the guy that ran the company, no phone calls know anything i did get an email reply and then i went uh 25 days 25 days and thinking well maybe i'm staying till april maybe i need to help them to then marissa and i having conversations 25 days and i hear at crickets nothing nothing so finally in, in early december i decide i'm gonna reach back out this would seem like because you know nobody's at the building uh you know too many vacations and uh anyways i i reach out and i met with hey we don't have any we can't do anything extra to get you to stay kind of deal, even though that was how it was approached to me. And then, um, and then I got an email stating that, uh, December 8th was my last day. And instead of a, uh, bonus, which was, you know, I will say was in writing, uh, that, that, and of course there's legal mumbo jumbo that kept them from having to pay anything. And that's fine. That's fine. But it said, uh, as a token of our appreciation for your 18 years, we're going to give you three weeks here at Christmas. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. So I was, I was, uh, I'm the only person in history that I resigned and got let go. I think <laughs> at the same time, but anyways, 
uh, obviously got me started on my way. And it was a token of appreciation vacation. That's been the joke at my house, very much so. And a lot of it has been a joke. But no phone calls, no... uh, It's been interesting, man. It's been interesting. But people change. People change. Things change. And, uh, And I don't say all that in a bitter way. I hope that doesn't come off as bitter. I'm telling you this today for so many different reasons, but it all ties together with the fishing industry and, and, and something else that I want to talk about. But, uh, but I, I want to, I want to say that like, first of all, like you don't have to, you don't have to keep putting up with garbage, garbage in garbage out in your life. And you don't have to do it, man. And, and I know, look, I've got, I had things financially going on outside of TH Marine. I am. I thank God for the low lifers. I can take a chance like I took. I know everybody doesn't have that opportunity, but it's all about what you're willing to put in. It's all about what you're willing to sacrifice to take a chance on. And dude, look, I know some of y'all got 15 payments just like I do a month and kids and ex-wives and down. I mean, dude, I get it. I get it. But I was scared to freaking death for so long because of a paycheck. That's it. The number of conversations that I have with people I care about at TH Marine, they're like, well, I'll go somewhere, but they pay me good. Well, I would go somewhere. I hate my existence every single day, but they pay me good. So many multiples that are still there that are dear friends of mine. So many. I mean, I can't leave because they pay me. And for so many years, I said that. I said that. And a a dear friend of mine, in this uh, in this town of Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, John Huntley, dear dear friend, he looked at me one time and he had worked for a a, a, a big company, and he and he had all but ran it for many years, and then one day he was just not there, and everybody here was like, "Holy crap, John's not there." And he and I were talking, and and it was right around the time that the first um, the first time TH sold 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 again in 2021 to a publicly traded outfit that owns it now. Uh, but, but it, it, John looked at me and I said, man, I just, I'm so frustrated. And he had heard that it had sold and he was, he was, he was inquiring about it. And I said, yeah, man, I just, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds and, and, um, going to hang in there, you know, make good money. And he said, you know, Luke, the day I realized that I could survive on way less money was when my life got immediately better. And man, it hit me between my eyes and and I have struggled with that notion, I've, but I've thought about John's words so many times over the years, and uh, and he said that to me, and uh, and and that resonated true in November. And and Marissa and I, we talked about this for years. And Marissa's line was, "Figure it out. I trust you. I know you'll figure it out." But it was also, "I'm tired of seeing you like this. I'm tired of you coming home short, ill, and tired with all of us. I'm tired of you." you know, being short with everybody, especially in the last year. She's like, figure it out. I got your back. Figure it out. Figure it out. We will figure it out. And she and I have been through a lot over the years in our relationship. And, and, and she's like, we got this, figure it out. And so with all that in mind, that's when I, I decided to jump. But I'm telling you this today, a lot of people have this story, but if you you never know what's around the corner if you just keep staring at the same damn wall, right? <laughs> you just don't. You don't. And if you're willing to work and you're willing to put yourself out there, and it, dude, it's scary. I sit here staring at this camera today. It's scary. It's scary. It's exciting, but it's also scary. I've got five kids, man. I got an ex-wife. She's going to be knocking on the door, wanting a damn child support check. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, that's a whole other story for another day. I can, I can go down a rabbit hole about that. Uh, but I got an ex-wife. She's going to want her money. You know, she's going to want her money. But it, And it's, it's scary, man. It's scary. But I'm just here to tell you that you never realize until you jump how good you are at swimming. Then, boy, I can swim. I can damn swim. Um, that's what I'm realizing. That's what I'm realizing. And, uh, and I'm not trying to be somebody that I didn't want to be. And there were times this year I was, there was times this year I, I, I was buttoned up corporate Luke, you know, it's a joke, man. It's not who I am, 
bearded redneck from Tennessee is our CFO called me one time in a meeting. Are you the beard or the, are you the redneck representation for the meeting? What a joke. Absolute joke. Um, but yeah, just take care of you, take care of your family, but don't kill yourself over, man. If you got a job, I promise you there's another job out there. I promise you. I promise you there's another job. If you walk in and some SOB gives you a pile of garbage every single day, he's going to do it again tomorrow. He's going to do it again the next week. No matter how many times you sit him down and go, hey, man, this ain't working for me. I don't care. He doesn't care. He's not going to change. He gets off on being having some little title, right? Change your stars, man. Change your stars. It ain't easy. I ain't saying it is. It's all about what you're willing to put into it. That must be nice mentality that people have, man. They see how you live or they say, man, you, man if I had your money, I'd burn mine, blah, 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 blah. Those kind of statements that people make, whether jokingly or not, like it's all about what you're willing to put in, man. I've had four jobs for a long time for a lot of reasons. Ten years ago, I had zero money, negative money, after I got divorced, 10, 11 now, 11 years. Zero money, none, zero house, none, car that would barely, truck that would barely run. I had nothing. 401k wiped out. Ex-wife got that house. Ex-wife got that. Everything. Nastiest divorce you could go. I could have laid down then, and this is not me flexing or bragging. Trust me. This is me telling you about having a good support system and, and you can crawl out of the ditch. And within about three years, I crawled out of it. Again, I jumped. You find out. And it was the same thing there. It was in a miserable marriage. Miserable marriage. We couldn't figure it out for a multitude of reasons. A lot of them my, my reasons. A lot of them me. You finally jump. You find out how good you can swim. You do. So, so in this first show of the year, just, just take that in. And listen to that. But I'm, I want to go. These are some things that I've learned in the last few years that I wanted to share. Uh, and this is a huge one, man. And, and I know there's lots of comments that will come with this, but money isn't everything. Damn sure it doesn't buy happiness. No matter what, how many beach houses it buys, no matter how many convertibles, no matter how many Italian vacations and, and, and condos in Cabo San Lucas, it does not feel a void in you. It will never fill a hole. It won't buy friends. You'll look around, you'll be 60 years old, you look around, you want somebody to go fishing with you, you ain't got no friends because you chase money forever. You have to have it to survive. I I am all for a capitalist society. I like making money. That's fine. Don't let it rule you. Don't let it rule you. And 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 I say that I don't think I ever let it rule me, but it did in a sense of it was a chain around my ankle to the wall. I'm like, I can't, oh, I make X. If I don't make X, I can't. Oh. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. You swim. Like him boys said, row harder. You aren't rowing hard enough. You can swim. You can get there. Trust me. But it's not everything. Job titles. Do not matter. Fancy resumes, pedigrees, degrees. Don't matter who your daddy was. Hand you a company. It don't matter. It don't matter. You didn't earn anything. You were born. That's okay. I don't begrudge that. But just because you come in with a pedigree, a title, whatever, it matters in certain circles, I'm sure. But at the end of the day, it doesn't make you better than other people. Job titles because you're the blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you're a job title chaser, I feel sorry for you. I do. If you're a corporate ladder climber, that's what you're into. That's how you get your rocks off. That's fine, but you're pretty shallow at the same time, right? Life's about way, about way more than that. Like, I know some very, by the books, uneducated people. Um, they're the smartest folks I know on planet Earth. Never opened a damn book. They don't have no masters from some blue blood college. Some of the smartest people I know. Absolute. Some of the best businessmen on earth because they use common sense. They got street smarts. You know, read it in a damn book. It's theory versus reality, right? Theory versus reality. 
So I've definitely learned that over the years. Um, this is a big one, and this should be number one on my list, but this was just in a kind of a, a, a rambling. But very thankful for my wife and kids. I, I don't I don't think that, and, and I think you don't realize that. I don't think I realized how much support I had and have at times because you kind of get into the woe is me a little bit and I feel like well these you know they're anchoring me down you know they're holding me back because I could leave this job and make less money well yeah I could have all the whole time but I would get in my head that like man we got to have this certain amount because we got college and we got cars and yeah we do we got all that we got all that but when you sit down and have a sincere conversation with your wife you see that she sees that you're melting away that you're you're a shell of your former person because the company that you're associated with is a shell of itself and it's affecting you. And she sees that on a daily basis. And so figure it out. That was, that was Marissa's line so many times, but I, I realized, man, I've seen my, uh, one of my kids made a, uh, made a comment the other day. We had a kind of a stressful situation. Um, and he said, man, I'd hate to see how six months ago Luke Duncan, TH Marine Luke Duncan would have handled that. I was like, whoa, whoa, Charlie, again, Charlie. Uh, but I, I would have, he, he's like, because you just, you were just spun out, man. You just spun out. And it's so crazy, like this weight that, that does get lifted off of you. Um, I've said this multiple times, but if you're, if you aren't afraid to work, if you're not afraid to work, multiple doors will always be open. Now, there's a difference in saying you're willing to work and actually being willing to work. You got to put in the time. You got to be willing to, to make some sacrifices, right? Live a little scared. I learned that from my buddy, Darian, stupid, dumb Darian. I don't give him enough credit. He's another inspiration for this move. And in 2021, whenever things were going down and there was terrible bosses and, and new bosses trying to, you know, run things at TH Marine, he's like, Hey man, I'm gonna go start this sweet tea business deuces. And I'm like, Whoa, 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 Whoa whoa, that's, are you sure you want to do that and leave this steady job? Because that's what people tell you all the time. Because that's, that's what we're taught, right? And he killed it. He absolutely killed it. Closed this year, his biggest year yet. Such an inspiration. But he also works about 20 out of 24 hours a day on his own business. And he's there and he's present, which you have to be. You have to be. And he is. And he's crushed it. He's absolutely crushed it. Super proud for that kid. But he did it himself. But doors will open if you're willing to put in the time, energy, and effort. We live in a we live in a wild time, man, that this right here, there are people making a living off of just this right here all day long. Now, I ain't telling you to do OnlyFans now. Don't do that. Don't go doing that. I mean, if you pull it off, I'm not here to judge. You can pull it off. But there are people to just make a living on this right here, man. Like, we live in a wild, wild time. Wild time. I'm living proof of it. Guys like Darian are living proof of it. So many other examples that I have. But if you're willing to work, you can make it. Loyalty is one-sided. And uh, this is something I've talked about a lot on here. But you do learn that over the years. And loyalty is very one-sided. You find, man, I'm loyal to this company. I'm loyal to this sponsor. I'm loyal to this tournament organization. It's one-sided for the most part. For the most part, it's it's one-sided. I read you a list of sponsors at the first of this that are very loyal to me. They are indeed loyal to me. Eagle Claw Fishing's another one. Ten years with them, I think. Crazy. Crazy to think about. Fantastic human beings that have my back. Loyalty's not one-sided in, in that realm. But I've seen it. I've seen it so many times. Loyalty is very one-sided. Now, to your face, in a lot of situations, people will be very loyal. It's only as loyal as a conversation and to control that narrative. Corporate types love to control the narrative theme and uh, they're scared of transparency. And I've witnessed that through this show. I've had people send emails, people send text messages, people call, try to get me fired. We saw that with MLF when I just stated my opinion right years ago. And, uh, and, and, you know, people don't like transparency. People don't like transparency. They don't want you exposing the deal. Why, why does the NFL fine people for talking about referees? Sorry, Mike went out. Somebody controlling the narrative. Well, why did, you know, they fine you for talking. They fine you for talking about how bad 
something was. What? You can't just give your opinion? No transparency. Ooh, no negativity. Can't have that. And that's what it's it's disguised as for most people is, well, I just can't handle all the negativity. No, it's not negativity. It's called transparency. It's giving an opinion or reporting something as it actually happened. You can make everything bubbles and butterflies if you want to. If you want to bury your dead damn head in the sand, which I've seen multiple people do. While the Gulf of Mexico runs over you and you feel like you're doing a good job, that's fine. But understand that you better look up, you better tell the truth, and and you better listen to people that are telling you the truth. But transparency is not something that people enjoy, for the most part. It's not. Uh, and the last one, man, this is this is uh, actually two. I'm not a, I'm not an executive, and I'm not a corporate ladder climber. It's very important. It's very important. I am not. I'm not, and I don't want to be. Never want to be. Never want to be. Um, but the last one is very important, and and I think everybody needs to hear it. Myself included, and that's why I included it in this low budget live. And it's 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 that it's not hard to just take care of people. It's not hard to just be kind to people. It's not hard to just respond to people if they need you. If they reach out, they need you for a reason. There was a reason they reached out to you. It's not hard to be kind to them. It's not hard to treat people like human beings because we're all the same. No matter how you were born, what color the spoon was in your mouth, or if you came up in the dirt, man, we're all the same at the end of the day. But it's not hard just to take care of people. It's just not. Now, again, I'm not, hey, because I make $9 million, everybody, I got to give everybody, everybody gets something for, for nothing. No, you got to work. You got to work. But what I'm saying is you can take care of people. Take care of the people that take care of you. If you have people that are the literal backbone of whatever it is you do in life, whether it's your family, whether it's your employees, you own a business, take care of those people. Because they do have your back even when you don't have theirs. Take care of those people. It's very important, and it's not hard. It's just not hard, man. Small gestures go a long, long way. My wife sat right here on the last live the triple threat was on and said the same thing to all y'all lowlifers, the men, of course, because we suck at Christmas. But she said that. She said, let your wife know you appreciate everything she does for Christmas for the kids because they run around most of the time. When Santa drops off them gifts, us daddies don't even know what's fixing to come out of a box the next month. We don't know. We don't know for the most part. Them women are in there, putting, they wrapping, putting bows, are going crazy. Amazon boxes showing up. They're doing the work. Let them know you appreciate it, man. Let them know you appreciate it. It's the same with employees. It's the same for your family. But that's definitely something that I've learned. Definitely something that I've learned. And uh, and so. I'm going to end by, by saying this. I could bore you with a lot of dirty details of checked out CEOs, jet setting all over the place, crappy executive teams that think that they know what they're doing um, while a company is 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 struggling, uh, while they try to control the nar- narrative of how bad it is struggling and how bad they struggle because they're unplugged from the people that actually own the company. I could bore you with details like that, but I want to end this part of the podcast by saying um, a huge thank you to every good human being at TH Marine, every customer, uh, everybody I ever met at a show while I was working for TH Marine, everybody that helped me be the man that I sit here on January uh, the 1st, recording the podcast for January 2nd, that I am. And there's a laundry list of them at TH Marine that are still there, that are still trying their damnedest every day to make it the company it's always been. They're trying their damnedest to take care of customers. They're trying their damnedest just to just to put their head down and grind through it each and every day. And uh, and they all have my back. And they were all uh, very kind. They were all very kind. The people I speak of, and they're the backbone. They're the back backbone. And I and I'm grateful. I won't name them all because there's way too damn many. From from friends co-workers to customers there's just too damn many and uh but 18 years is a long time and uh, i have so many dear friends that are lifelong friends that i'm so grateful actual friends people throw that word around a lot we'll always be friends i have actual friends from that 18 years so many i am a blessed man 
and I will miss them dearly. Not working with them every day. I will not miss the bull crap. <laughs> I will not miss the feeling of beating my head against a brick wall. I will not miss things falling on deaf ears and I will not miss a lot of, of what life became there. Uh, but I wanted to say this today, like I said, for, for myself, but for all of you. And in that I am as, you know, I have some wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people in my corner. I'm a bearded redneck from Tennessee, man. I say it all the time. And it, it is what I am. It's what I am. I'm proud to be that from Southern middle Tennessee from Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, Marty Duncan's son, Teresa Duncan's son. I'm a proud dad. I'm a proud husband. I'm a hard worker. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful for everybody that tunes into this all the time. And I'm grateful for so many people in my life. Uh, I've got some wonderful people in my corner moving forward. It's going to be, uh, this is an Ike and Ellie. There's going to be lots to talk about moving forward about my future. Uh, for now, just know that I'm going to be working for the MPFL. I'm going to be uh, commentating. I'm going to be doing Alabama Bass Trail, but there are big things on the way that I'm very excited about. Uh, I, I do. I have met, as one door closed, the old cliche, I have met some incredible, incredible people. And, and, and one of which I've known for a while, but they are, uh, they're a blessing, man. And, and, uh, life is going to get really wild. It's going to get even busier, but it's going to, it's going to be a lot of damn fun. 2024 and beyond. Um, there are big things to come. Like I said, you never know how much, you know, uh, you know, how good of a swimmer you are until you jump. And I can swim. So there you go. Moving on. And this all ties together. So if you're still with me and, uh, and, and, and look, I've shared every announcement of my life in the last few years through this. And, and there will be people that'll probably say, man, you should keep that private. Or you should do it. No, you shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. And, and look, I can go harder in the paint. I could go a lot harder. I can name names. I can do a lot of things. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Um, what's worth it to me is the motivation that I now have in life. And uh, you get complacent, and I definitely was. And and um, I'm the most motivated I've ever been right now. And a motivated me is uh, is a dangerous one at times for a lot of folks. So um, really looking forward to the future. Really looking forward to the future. So, uh, but but again, I thank all of y'all each and every week for this. But we're moving on fishing industry, which is all ties together, right? Like we've got uh, so many companies in this industry have sold and it's shrinking man whether it's boat companies tackle companies boat accessory companies it, it has it, you know whether it's private equity or publicly traded like these things are just bloop, shrinking and everybody's dealing with this kind of stuff it's very pertinent like if you listen to that as just a personal whatever like understand that is very much the fishing industry and i, I know millican did a video about it that people just rave about and it was fantastic and he's and he's not wrong he's not wrong um I also want to say that uh, Ish Monroe had an article on, um, and I loved it, on Bassmaster.com about the industry doesn't owe you crap, kind of along the lines with the Jacob Fouts stuff. Um, and I've shared that same opinion. It's the same way with, look, TH Brand at the end of the day, the world doesn't owe you anything, right? Change is constant. You're going to you're gonna go through things. And so um, – that that's how you have to approach it. And I love that article though. But if, if you think just, and I say it on the show a lot, but if you think just because I fish real good and this is the fisherman handshake, somebody's just going to load your hands down with money because you hold a rod and reel. Bye. Bye. I know a lot of people involved with Ish Monroe that'll tell you he is the hardest damn worker in the room, in the room. And he earns every penny he makes, man. Sells a lot of tackle for the, for the comp companies like missile baits. And Yamaha, you know, this dude is, he's an animal on and off the water. And I think that's, but he's a veteran. He didn't just start that. It's like what I say about guys like Gerald Swindle and the Skeet Reese's of the world and Mike Iconelli's and Kevin Van Dam. Do you think those guys were just, oh, I'm here to fish, hand me a check. Hell no. If you knew what those guys went through, that's a different level of work. It's not digging ditches, but dude, it's work to build what they've built. They just do it because they 
qualified for the Elite Series one day. Doesn't happen. So go check that article out if you haven't. But it's kind of in line with what I just said. I mean, a lot of a lot of things are changing, and you got to work. It's all about what you're willing to put in, man. All about what you're willing to put in, and you do have choices. And so this ties in. Um, this ties in to something that has really been on my mind, and I, I've heard a lot of things lately. And of course, you know, Major League Fishing BPT they they changed the the qualifying deal again, and of course, or whatever. And uh, really, before my last live, and and uh, they're delaying the inevitable right to cut, which is fine. But but, it, but to read a quote from Boyd Duckett that said it's an angler driven organization is total bullshit. Right. It just is like you're again, controlling the narrative. We listen to our anglers. Do you, you didn't ask very many of them before you made the first announcement. And then people got pissed and there were podcasts that came out and, and multiple posts and different things. And then you decide you're angler driven, right? It's, it's typical, but you control that narrative. You try to control that narrative. Oh, look, look, this is what we're doing. Look, 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 look. This is, this is who we are. We are bass fishing. This is who we are. This is, this is definitely who we are. Um, but, but rumors going around that, that truly you can be fined thousands of dollars for speaking your mind about the Bass Pro Tour. Whew. You want to talk about controlling a narrative? Now think about this. It's like the NFL. It's like all the, the difference though in other professional sports is you get paid to play them in bass fishing. If I'm on the bass pro tour, I pay boy ducket money. And then you're going to tell me what I can and can't say big guy. No, no. Going to have a rule that says I can't speak publicly. You're going to try to scare people into not saying, yeah, I thought this sucked. You can do that. They're customers. Now they'll do it all day long. They've got, they got a rule in place that says they can apparently. But, but my thing is, Imagine going to Home Depot and buying $40,000. This is not a shot on Home Depot. I'm a big Home Depot guy. Any store. But you buy $40,000 worth of lumber, right? And you get home and it's full of termites. And so you go on a podcast or you make a video on your Instagram or a post and on Facebook about this wood from Home Depot is full of termites and it sucked. And they could fine you for saying their wood was full of termites. Now, you got a video of termites crawling out of the wood, right? You got a video of that. But they could fine you for that. Huh? How does that work? What planet does that work on, right? And it goes back to, though, guys feel like they don't have a choice. So they sign up. You do have a choice. If you don't like what bass does in the opens, you don't fish it. I didn't like MLF was coming into FLW and I knew it was going to be a shit show. So I left. I left. So did a lot of other guys. Like a guy like Scott Martin put his money where his mouth was when made the Elite Series. He's like, oh, this ain't going to be for me. Boop. Goes over there. So many of them. The Swindles, the Polonics, Jason Christie's, Greg Hackney's, Jacob Peroznik's. Many more. Randall Tharps. Russ Lane's. Cliff Pace, a lot of those guys put their money where they're like, hey, I don't, I'm out. I'm out. They jump, finding out how much they can swim, how good they can swim. But the looming, like the threat of being fined money. And there are some folks on each trail that 5,000, 10,000, 20,000 might not be that big a deal to them if they were to get fined. But there are a lot of anglers out there. That that scares them to damn death. And it should. Hell, it would scare me. So now there are so many fishing platforms out there, podcasts that do interviews with people. Tons of them. A lot of good ones. And now what are we just, we're just going to twiddle our thumbs? Can't say anything? If you're on the Bass Pro Tour, you can't can't say a word? Why is it that way? JT Kenny, who works for the organization, said it best last year on this show, we cover up the things we should be covering. You're going to find a guy for going, I don't, I don't think this is okay. But here's the thing, though. Shame on you if you're one of them anglers. Because if a guy tells me 
that I can't speak up. That some bitch better sit down somewhere with his white rods. That ain't all right. That's not all right. And the same goes for you at your job. Like, find another one. Somebody tells you you can't be transparent. We gotta, we gotta, we, you know, we don't want you telling people. This was one I got. We don't want you to tell customers or employees that you're leaving. We don't want to freak anybody out. We want to be able to paint the message correctly on why you're leaving to pursue fishing endeavors. It's one I got controlling the That's one I actually, in the last few weeks in print, have. What? I'm like, no, you don't get to do that for me. You don't get to speak for me. And it's the same of, and there's a difference of like, if, if somebody's trying to create a toxic environment, which I've been a part of, you know, I've had people come into my workplace and try to create a toxic environment by, by stirring the pot, right? That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about your feelings or stating something that is act, like literal fact that's going on, but just putting your spin of this is bullshit on top of it. Like, I don't agree with this. And then you get fined, buddy. Like, people left damn England over that and started this country. (laughs) Like, seriously? Seriously? We're going to stand up for the national anthem at these BPT tournaments, but by God, you don't have any freedom of speech. Like, get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. And in the same token, so the anglers, there's definitely a a looming threat, right? Um, But and allegedly this has happened to an angler, but uh, from what I've heard, just for speaking up, speaking out. But but then I saw on Facebook, and I think it's since been deleted, but I do have the screenshots. They live forever. But they have a BFL tournament director that loves to run his mouth all over the place. I've seen him in MPFL comments, and, all, and that's his right, freedom of speech, right? I'm all about that. I do it every week. But you have a BFL guy. So the anglers are like, you better pipe down. Daddy Boyd's upset. Pipe it down. But then a an employee who's a within the organization. Now he's at the BFL level, but he's been there many years. Can get on a Facebook conquest to defend them once they 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 said they were uh they post on MLF that they were making changes again. And people are like, well, of course it is. This thing's going out of business. The typical, right? It's a sinking ship. Blah, 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 blah. The things that people say. And only time will tell if it's true or false. And this dude just, it's better than ever. Which I get that. Defend your brand. Wear your heart on your shoulder. But where I have a problem with it, if as an angler's told to pipe down, there was a, there was a, uh, I want to read this exactly for what it is. But there was a, this guy made a comment and a a long thread of comments. And this is just unprofessional look, but if an angler can be fined, if an angler can be fined, um, someone said, he says, nobody's cutting them out of a job. It's performance based. If they don't perform, they will have to take a step down just like any other professional sport. They have two years to prove themselves. It won't be 50 until 2026. To which someone replied, and that was the uh, MLFLW employee, uh, a cut is a cut. Just like a layoff, it's all about the money. This is from a fan. And this is his, this is his, this is an employee of Major League Fishing. This is his response. This is his response. His response. Now, you got professional anglers that have given their life to be in this situation, Right? trying to voice their opinion that it, they think it sucks and they're getting told to shut the hell up, right? And then this guy types this. Now, he's an employee. He is on the payroll. He wouldn't be, if I ran the company, he wouldn't still be on the payroll. I don't think just because of this. Um, And some of us just blatantly stupid, but he says, I hear you. Catch them or get cut. It's that simple. No participation trophies, no more pay to play. Produce, perform, and prosper. Now, this is the guy that stands over the microphone and weighs the fish, right, for BFLs. Um, and obviously trying to move up the ladder, corporate ladder chaser. 
He's like, look, look what I did, Boyd. Look what I did. Um, but, but saying it's no more pay to play bullshit. They're paying entry fees, dog. <laughs> like it, it's pay to play. It's very much pay to play. Like you're wrong. But to say that, and there was a professional, uh, professional angler from the BPT that actually commented back to him. Uh, and he said, I must have missed the pay for play and participation trophies. I've had to qualify and compete to get paid ever since the Bassmaster Elite Series and have stayed qualified for the elites and the BPT. Arbitrarily, changing the cut requalification line is what is dead wrong. This is a garbage take. Do better. But he said that he had to say that to an MLF employee and anglers get fined for speaking up. What? Do better. Do better. Just one time. Like this is, this could have been in my life lesson list here. But just one time. Don't be a scumbag. Just don't. As the head of an organization, don't hide behind your employees. Don't put your head in the sand and then just give some bullshit PC. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. And I'm fired up and it's just bass fishing, y'all. It's just bass fishing. But, but seriously, again, I told you it all tied together. Controlling that narrative. You can't speak up. I'm going to keep my foot on. And dude, that goes for everything in this world. But be yourself. Never be afraid to speak up. Be Don't be afraid to take chances. Work your ass off. Doors will open. And there's always, always good people in your corner, even if you don't realize it. They're there. They're there. Go take y'all out with some Biloxi Blues. Thank y'all for letting me rant and rave on the first episode of the year. We will be back next Monday with your regularly scheduled program. We're going to do more lives this year. I've had so much fun on the last few. Uh, we're damn sure going to do more lives. I said that last year too. I promise you this year. I've just had, I forgot how much I missed it. I love interacting with the low lifers. So much fun, but we're damn sure going to do it. But I'm going to take you out with some Bluxy Blues. Again, I wish you all a happy new year. Thank y'all for everything. Thank y'all for having my back and being supportive of everything I've done since 2017 when I really got after it here. And for those of you that supported me long before that on the FLW Tour, I appreciate each and every one of you. I'm telling you right now, buckle up, Buttercup. We're going to have lots to talk about on this show this year. And um, it's it's a very exciting slash scary slash even more exciting time here at the Duncan household. But uh, thank y'all, and I'll see y'all next week. Jackson Town to Tupelo. See. I never could make it last. Spanish Moss, a Civil War ghost. Well, also, go Vols. They're playing today against Iowa. New quarterback, Nico. It's Nico time. Hopefully, it changes our start. I don't know. Sweet. Wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens in rest. This highway that does not know my name. No, I don't care Heading my way For another place And I got Three good tires And a spare Just a white line Gypsy getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas To get there